welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing a friend, a client, a fellow investor, somebody that I admire and I want to share him with you. So Michael Villapando is down in Colorado Springs. We bumped into each other about 2019. He had already owned one property and he was on to the second one. Well, right now we have his fifth working in the pipeline. So Michael, thank you so much for taking time with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to talk with you. How so fun what you're doing. And specifically, we're talking today about Airbnb income and you've got a unique model. So I want you to kind of talk about what you look for in a home because every single one of the homes that we've helped you buy, you've either bought them with multiple units, even though they've been single families, right? They had a rentable basement or, or an auxiliary dwelling unit in the garage or cottage or you turned it into something that had multiple rental units. Talk about what you look for in a property. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just kind of early on, we realized, hey, um, you can buy a house for 450 and this other little house would be worth, you know, 250, 300. But when they were both on the same lot, uh, like an ADU in that scenario, we got quite a big discount on it. Most families are like, why would I need a house with a guest house? I'm not, I don't trust my kids out there by themselves. So like, and I don't have a mother-in-law yet to put out there. So um, we really targeted uh, just that strategy and being able to get more bang for your buck with uh, having multiple units on the same property. And like you said, most of them have all been quote unquote single family, but either with like a walkout basement or that ADU. So you get great financing on the front end but then also great rental income as well. And you primarily, have you moved into every single one of them? I know that yes. you moved into a majority. Okay, so you've moved into every yes. single one of them. So you're doing this every 11 to 13 months. You're just yes. doing it again and again. Love that. Because then you can put as little as 5% down. You can have a primary home interest rate versus an investment. Yep. And that is okay. You signed an occupancy certification at closing saying that your intent was to live in it in a year and you do. I love that. Mm -hmm. So Airbnb yep. or short-term rentals is your key income source. Talk to me a little bit about what makes that purchase a little bit different and how do you set it up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've definitely, um, found we've tripped over ourselves when we weren't utilizing uh, the roof team each time for those um, you can um, I just that the, the short-term rental income can draw a lot of flags um, from underwriting so making sure you've got someone on your team that understands that and how to navigate that has been huge um, you know before we have it on our tax returns or after and then of course in the first year you have massive startup costs so those are all little things that make the acquisition side of it a little trickier than normal um, when you don't have just a long-term lease in place and you know you can take 75 percent of that for your um, income um, it's all been a little tricky but uh it's it's worth it i think it, it is a little bit more it's not, I don't want to say challenging, but the tax returns does offer some complexity, right? The short term rental, you either want to set it up in an LLC or you want to have the history of that. Um, but now what do you look for in a property specifically to 
feel good about its options as a short-term rental property? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's changed a little bit over the years um, as we've learned and grown. Um, at first it was like, hey, we know guests. We were trying to think, what, what do we like to stay in when we go on vacation? And really focusing on that, we tried to make the kitchens nicer and stuff like that. But I think we forget that Colorado is just so amazing for the outdoors. So we've learned we could have a lot of value add by just putting in a fire pit outside or a little patio with some chairs. And if you can see the mountains from where you're at, the Texans love it. And I think like 25% of our guests are from Texas. So just learning as we go and uh, really trying to make sure that we got a place that people enjoy to be at and people want to stay in a place with a nice kitchen and a nice bathroom and stuff like that. But um, you know, 90% of the time they're out hiking, they're out skiing, they're out doing things that Colorado has. So um, I think as, as natives here, we forget that how amazing it is outside. And so just really trying to focus on that and make it great for guests has really helped with our rental income. Where do you find most of your tenants? We have primarily only been on Airbnb. Um, we've done that for years. We have recently branched out to VRBO and booking.com as well, but you don't have to get that complex to get started. Um, when a lot of people, they'll, they'll interchange Airbnb like Kleenex, like we're gonna go get an Airbnb for the weekend. They don't say, let's go get a short-term rental. So just going where the most attention is, the most traffic is, has really, will get you in the right spot. And what have you found that helps you determine how much you should charge? Like, is it different based on the season? Is it different based on the weekend versus weekday? How do you come up with those numbers? I love that question because I don't know how much I charge. <laughs> so we have a third party software program that does it for us. Um, it sounds intimidating and complex, but it's 20 bucks a month and it adjusts your rates just like a hotel does, just like an airline does. They just look at the neighborhood as a whole and can tell on occupancy. So I don't need to know if there's a Taekwondo competition in town or the US Open or the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. It'll adjust our rates um, just based on how booked everyone else is. So if everyone else is really booked and mine's still open, the software automatically increases our price for those days. And then, you know, like a February, Tuesday night that has very little traffic coming to the area, um, it'll drop your price just to get booked. And so utilizing something as simple as that can really help because the people who just charge 99 a night for the whole year, they lose a ton in the summer and then they're probably half open during the winter and vacancy can really hurt. Yeah, and you leave money on the table in the high peak seasons and you have vacancy in the low peak seasons. What's the name of that software? Yep. Um, that one is Price Labs. Price Labs is a very popular one and Beyond Pricing is another one. Every day there seems to be more and more software kind of catered around it as the industry continues to grow. Now, do you notice you didn't have that originally or, or maybe I'm just assuming that you didn't have it originally. Have you noticed that you've earned more money since you've instituted something like that? So we did actually start with that <laughs> just with anything. Uh, when I get excited about something, I try to learn as much as I can. and. We read a $12 book and that book told us to do all the things that um, we currently do. And it's definitely something I'd recommend than trying to figure it out on your own or just watching, reading Facebook posts in a Airbnb group or something like that. Do you remember the name of the $12 book? 
um, optimize your Airbnb. And go. it used to be optimize your or my Airbnb. They had to change it to short-term rental because they had their name in there, but he used to work for Airbnb as well. So the guy who wrote it. So there's okay. a lot of good information in there. Well, I'll tell you, if just somebody listens to those couple of tricks, yeah, uh, absolutely. A big win. What would you say somebody's starting out, right? Somebody now I focus on long-term rentals. So if anybody asks me anything about a long-term rental, I've got tips and tricks. What are your top yeah. three tips and tricks for somebody who's wanting to short-term rental? Um, top couple of tricks is just make it look nice, make it look cute. It doesn't need to have a ton of stuff, um, but you kind of do want it to feel homey. As the space has gotten more and more competitive, I think five, 10 years ago, you used to be able to just put something up and furnish it with all goodwill stuff and really make a lot of revenue. And now it's gotten more and more competitive with bigger companies buying a lot of uh, short-term rentals and then people like me trying to buy more and more and um, be more and more competitive. So just making it look cute um, helps a ton because unfortunately, if we have the longest description ever, that's super thorough and detailed, nobody reads it. They swipe through six pictures and they hit book. So <laughs> they don't read your house rules, unfortunately. They don't read a whole lot of anything. <laughs> but um, if you make it look good, you'll get a lot of traffic coming your way. So that's kind of one thing we've started to focus a little bit more on where in the beginning I'd, I'd see my wife buy some art piece that was on the wall that I thought was way too expensive. And uh, it actually has a great ROI if it's uh, eye-catching and makes people book your place. So great pictures are a huge win and something to spend the money Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Professional pictures, not your phone. Not the phone. Perfect. Not your phone. Uh, perfect. Anything else? Those are kind of the big ones. I mean, and not worrying about having the best location or the best situation. At first I was like, hey, we need to be able to walk to downtown. We wanna be really close to Garden of the Gods. And then you kind of take a step back and you think, okay, if I was going to Austin for the weekend, would I know the difference between this neighborhood and this neighborhood? The locals know that, like we all know that, our agents know that, they help to get you in the right neighborhood where one, you know, maybe only half mile away could be a way cheaper price that actually seems to work better on Airbnb just because you're not having that massive upfront cost. And if someone looks at a map, you're close enough, you know? So that kind of surprised me as well as we continued to grow was just how flexible you can be with your location. Got it. That's huge. Cause there's a huge yeah. amount of opportunity in, in savings buying in the next neighborhood over. And then to be able to furnish it adequately, but not over the top, get a couple of eye-catching pieces, professional photography, and make sure that you use the software that'll regulate the prices. Those are all Absolutely. fantastic tips. One last question as we kind of wrap this up, what would you say, so a lot of people are talking about auxiliary dwelling units and having that apartment above the garage or that cabin in the backyard. How much has that supported your success with short-term rentals? And did you build any, or do you only buy them with them? Yeah, absolutely. Those are huge. We've, for house hacking especially, it was great to be able to have a totally separate place that my wife and I could live and then rent out the other place while we were there. Um, so that was huge. And then especially after you leave, having those two with two separate yards, or some of them are still shared yards. Um, those work really great as well. If you just have 
one nice patio set with cornhole and like some string lights out there um, can be really great for for revenue. But um, we previously tried to buy them already completed, um, but unfortunately, as the markets continued to be hotter and hotter in Colorado Springs and all across Colorado, we have also done our own garage conversion as well. And so that was kind of fun being able to design it from scratch and really be able to like make sure everything was the way we wanted it to, you know, be the best for tenants and be the best for short term rentals, but also in case, you know, something was to happen and we had to pivot and hey, what would a travel nurse want or what would, you know, a corporate rental want? Those are things that we really enjoyed and were able to help us with that. And I like that you said that because that's where I was going to land is that for a note, Colorado Springs still allows short-term rentals, even if you don't live there. So I know Denver rules are different. So you absolutely need to check with ever, wherever your local area is, what uh, the guidelines are. So thank you, Michael, thank you so much for spending the time with us. You gave some phenomenal tips. I know you've been successful. I know you're knocking out of the park and now purchasing that fifth one. Any parting words as we say goodbye? No, um, just go for it. It's not rocket science. It can be a little intimidating. You're of course gonna hear naysayers about, oh, what if someone parties in your house or something like that, but it gets cleaned every three days and it's always staged gorgeous. So if we needed to sell on a dime, we could do that. Um, unlike a long-term rental. So just some of those little things, um, just make it happen. Make it happen. Yes. I would say that you absolutely, you want to educate yourself, but then you've got to be willing to jump. Otherwise you're never going to know if you stay in this analysis paralysis, you're not going to capitalize on today's low interest rates and the opportunities that we know that it's going to cost more to purchase that same home tomorrow. Well, Michael, thank you so much again. It's always a pleasure. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com or your favorite podcast venue to hear more success stories. Get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. If you enjoyed this, you might also enjoy our YouTube channel. Just look for The Roof Team on YouTube or visit our site, theroofteam.com.